Tide hated it. <laughs> oh. I gave it two snaps. I can't see it. <laughs> two snaps? He doesn't good. seem like a very bright guy. Oh. Hey, welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast, guys. The only podcast that takes a bunch of weeks off and nobody notices. <laughs> <laughs> I am Joe. Oh, I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. And I'm Matt. And eventually, A.A. Ron's gonna maybe stop by. I don't know where he is. M.I.A. at the moment. Yeah. An idiot. But we'll hope he shows. Yep. Guys, uh... Unbeknownst to everyone listening, or maybe beknownst, I don't know to who would knownst. <laughs> I don't know if I'm knownsting the word properly. But I'm we've been gone a while. Yeah. It's been a it's while. Been a real long while. All right. You've just stained. I saw you guys last podcast. week. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 okay. Zinga. Wake me up before you go. Shannon, what? what's something that, uh, oh. something we've been watching, something we've been, uh, Witcher. Ooh, Witcher. Yeah. Can we start there? Yeah, we can start there. Who's watched Witcher? Please, no spoilers. No spoilers beyond yeah. the fifth episode. Oh, we watched uh, the I whole thing. I can't even tell you what that episode is. But, okay, let's just kind of overlay the whole, I can't speak tonight, the show. It kind of feels like Game of Thrones-ish. Yeah. Um, And... I don't know. There's another feel that it's got. What's another? It's like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones fucked. There you go. That, that's a good way of putting it. Um, and on screen. Baby. I like Henry Cavill. He does a wonderful job playing this character. I would be scared of this guy. Would you be scared of him? He's a big dude. Does he have his silver sword or his steel sword? Oh. He has a sword. I think the most so interesting part is when his eyes turn black and he's killing people. Who is this? It's some dude. Leo Moracholi. He's wearing a wig. Like he's yeah, from he's the, all the instruments too. And he's got like a goatee that's um. So for Angel, have you watched The Witcher? No. That is oh. a song that is played in by his. He basically has a minstrel following him around, and he is uh, okay. bragging up Geralt, and that's the song. Toss a coin to your Witcher. Yeah. Um, there are no electric guitarists involved though in the no, show. It's, it's all looty. He actually breaks his guitar, doesn't he? Uh, I have to say. Spoiler alert. I, don't I have remember. to say, there's a lot of lot of stuff nudity. that happens. There is Taddy's glory. Aaron, you're missing nudity. this conversation, buddy. Oh my gosh, there's like a whole. Have you gotten to this part, Matt? Am I spoiling something? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's constant oh. nudity. 
There's like a scene where it's yeah, just nudity an upon orgy. nudity. Was it, was it hanging high or hanging low? You have to be more specific. All above. Like it's everybody. Just, it's that same chick's titties. It's Yennefer. The chick who plays Yennefer is pretty much naked in every episode but the last two. She's And she's constantly naked. So you have something mm-hmm. to look forward to. I feel bad for her. I hope she got paid extra, extra. Right. Um... It, I mean, it is, got uncomfortable. is it gratuitous, or, yeah, it's just, or it's is constant. there a purpose for it? There's no purpose. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, it it's is. dumb. Just there to show she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically it. She, I guess, it fits her character just fine because she's like a hundred years old or whatever. I don't know. And uh, curiously, because I was curious about it, I started reading the book. The first one, the first Witcher one. Okay. Honk shoe. What are you honk shooing about, you jerk? What are you honk shooing about? Hurry. I'm going to fall asleep. The book's way different than the show. Like, way different. I know. Hmm. He's, like, telling you about it yeah. the entire time. I've only, played the, I've only played the video game, so I thought it would be more towards the show instead of the other way around. The stuff that happens in the book for sure happens on the show, but, like... At the very beginning of the book, he already knows Yennefer. Right. And he was already the butcher of Blavkin before he ever kills uh, Renfrey, so. Yep. It's, uh. Is Yennefer, like, enchanted in the book? She's a witch, yeah. Or whatever. Okay. Whatever you want to call her. I call her a witch. What are they supposed to be? Mages? Mages. Yes. Fancy people. Yeah, it's. The sword fighting's dope. Yeah. It is a stylized yeah, yeah. version, more like uh, more Eastern. Mm-hmm. I I can't tell, Matt. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one I prefer. I don't know. It's like that stylized hyper hyper realism is fun to watch because it's very slick. But I kind of yeah. like like Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, how he's brutal and he's it looks mm-hmm. real. Mm. You know, I can't tell which one I like better. I actually. No, I think, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Nope. God damn you. Um, I think that uh, it's, um, it's a little. You? <laughs> Come on, <Joe>. man. <laughs> it's a little bit uh, that way in the show because, like, he does some brutal stuff. Yeah, but it's it's slick. There, like, you wouldn't be able to fight seven guys with a sword. Right. It's it's hype. It's like hyper realism. Whereas like Aragorn is just basically swinging wildly and hitting everything he can, then stabbing and running away, then stabbing. Right. It's it, I don't know. Both are fun. It's fun as hell to watch him kill a bunch of things. And he has no right. like care for the world with Lord of the Rings. Air. What's his name? Aragorn. 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 Whatever. He seems to have thought things through and he he's a very tortured soul yes he has more of a strategic way about himself the witcher is just like what the hell <laughs> where did they get like the stoic <laughs> thing from because he's not like that in the book he laughs and jokes around and shit so i don't i don't really know i don't know that was in the video games too they're like we can barely feel anything that's what everyone hmm. says to him in the book too like oh you don't you're just a drone and he's like well go fuck yourself <laughs> and then they all laugh so it's weird. It's real weird. Um, Angela, what did you watch that was good? Um, So I'm going to start with something that 
we've already discussed, but I finally <clears throat> made it through the whole thing, and that is unbelievable. Oh. oh, okay, yeah. So you guys were right. I was right on the... I, I was right there. I just needed to push through that right where I was before the, you know, fire right. went out. So once I I turned it back on, it, it wasn't nearly as infuriating because those other cops don't ever show up again except at the very right. end. And and Coney, Tony Collette is brilliant. I love Merritt, Merritt Weaver as well. They're, they're just dynamite. They're, they're just dynamite. Yeah, she's Golden Globe nominated. Would you say dynamite? <laughs> Absolutely. And well-deserved. It was it was a great performance, great at, great writing. Yeah. Compelling and and uh, not fun. I mean, there wasn't really a lot of fun in it, but it was it was well it done. Was interesting. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. I yeah, definitely sure. recommend anybody everybody watch it. Hmm. What's it about again? Uh let's the it's the show where the there's a serial rapist and it skips between like present day and three years ago three years ago there was a victim but through a set of circumstances she was basically forced to recant her statement um, by the police and it kind of ruined her life for a while um, but Tony Collette and Merritt Weaver play FBI agents who are um, looking for a serial rapist, and they're not FBI agents, they, are they? Yeah. Are yeah, you sure? In the local, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm. I thought they were local police. Think, no, they're they're FBI agents who work in the local field office in that area of Colorado. I think. I'm fairly sure, but I could be wrong. Um, and, you know, they were called in to work on the case because it had become a serial case and traverse counties and stuff. Yeah, they're so. just regular police. Mm. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. Ple- she, uh, Tony Collette's Detective Grace Rasmussen, a Westminster Police Department detective, in Westminster, Colorado, and Merritt Weaver is Karen Duvall, who is a detective at, in Golden, Colorado. Okay. In any case, they're so they're trying to solve this this rape, and you also or this they're trying to catch the serial rapist, and and you also see how the young victim from three years ago, you know, manages to or how, how the rape affected her life and the circumstances following it. Hmm. She kind of pulls herself up by her bootstraps and presses on. There's hmm. life after abuse, you know. Okay. That's it's really good. It's really well done. Yeah, real okay. well done. It's on Netflix, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sounds Those good. Those first few episodes are hard to watch, but... <sighs> the first That's episode is definitely a tough set because of what they do to her. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, 
and then at, for me it was like the first four were really hard for me to watch because it was you know it, it was not just what she went through or what she went through with the police but also you know her friends and her family and I mean what that the fallout. I mean, none of this would have right none of the and and it's the, not the fallout from her being raped it's the fallout from uh, everyone believing she's a liar oh wow right and it basically, I mean, it basically stems from like her foster mom. Her well, yeah, because mom. her mom, her mom is puts the crack, the fissure there that lets everything fall apart, and has these police detectives thinking, "Oh, we've just got an a uh, attention whore." She, you know, she was never right. raped. Um, right. I mean, before prior to her phone call to him, he was actually investigating it in a legitimate fashion you know he was he was huh. taking it seriously he was doing everything i mean he probably could have been more sensitive but he was doing everything he should have been doing and then her foster mom calls him up and says right. just so you know she's well, they been were acting out sexually and they were know. struggling already though because they had a lack of any evidence yeah but they were still trying to investigate it they they weren't sure. But when things meet up like that, I can totally, I can, you know, not totally, but I can generally understand the police side. I don't know if sure. I understand why you would jump on it that quick. Um, maybe take a look at that rape kit. Something. You know, that Something. might, you know, she's obviously has some physical effects of a rape, you know? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. I don't know. It, there is more to it than that. I don't. They don't. I don't believe they ever even mentioned her rape kit. I mean, they de- they depicted her rape kit. They depicted her getting it done at the hospital for sure, yeah. but they didn't. Yeah. I, it's never brought up again. Mm. Well, I don't think they ever tested it because they. That's just... true too. Yeah, they said that the the kits never even get tested. Right. They just set in a oh. backlog. Yeah, it's. Oh. You told me about. How about this? we just say let's go now. watch it and move on to uh, what Matt watched? <laughs> okay, Matthew. So watch The Witcher. Uh, definitely you, Matt. Watch Unbelievable on Netflix. What do you got, buddy? Um, I got nothing. No. Um, <laughs> we watched uh, the rest of The Mandalorian. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, I like you. I got a moaner. Talk to me. How'd you like it? Are you excited for next it. season? What do you Hell yeah. th- what do you think about gosh what Baby Yoda, he's adorable. Or she. Um I'm trying to remember what happens at the end. Do they say whether it's a he or a she? No. No. No, we just find out that it's his mission to take care of this baby Yoda. Well, he has to f- take him back to his people. The Yoda people? Yes, we're going to see a Yoda <gasps> I'm so planet. excited. Uh, oh my gosh, my Favreau. moaner is really... <laughs> excited you are. Filoni are making season two right now. They're writing it, so... I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, but I'm kind of sad to see the people that we met in the show. Matt, do you have a feeling that they're not going to be in the next season? Who? What do you mean? So we have the robot. Mm-hmm. I don't know his name. IG, well, IG's dead. He is. IG eighty eight. Oh yeah, he did. What about the girl? 
Cara Dune? Yes. She's with him. I thought she stayed. See, I can't remember what happened at the last episode. It's been so long. They get barricaded in that one spot in the... The big thing that happens is that uh, Dick Face from Breaking Bad chops himself out of a TIE fighter with the Darksaber. Oh, oh, right, 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 That is by far the biggest reveal of the show. I forgot about that. And for those of you who don't know Star Warsies... Uh, the last time we saw the dark saber, Sabine Wren had it in Rebels, and the dark saber is belongs to the very first Mandalorian Jedi. So hmm. it has always been a symbol of the Mandalore, and uh, they uh, Sabine Wren used it to unite all the Mandalorian clans after they were split up to come back and fight against the Empire, and it she passed it on to their leader. So the fact that this dude has it means he probably wiped all them out. What? That's awful. Mm-hmm. And interesting. What? Is he, is he Brian Cranston? Is no, not Brian Cranston. The guy, uh, he's a great actor, too. I'm, I feel ashamed that I don't know his name. He played uh, the guy who Shame. ran El Pollo Loco. Oh. Shame. Gus Frank. Fring. Yeah. I don't know his real name, either, but he is, he is a dynamite actor. Shame. Uh, and I don't even remember his character name on The Mandalorian. I'm just a doofus and a goofus. Shame. <laughs> I know Werner Herzog was in it, and that was fun. Yeah. Shame. I have spoken. Well, that's not Werner Herzog. That was sad. I was actually no. sad to see that character die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could still be alive, theoretically, but yeah, he's he's hurt real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's... Uh, I just... Where is it going to go from here? I'm so excited. So excited. I, I don't know. It's the best. I think he's going to have to change Baby Yoda back. Mm. Oh, IG-11 was Taika Waititi? I didn't even know. Yep. Hmm. That's another fun. Day, another dub. Moth Gideon is Giancarlo Esposito. The guy from Breaking Bad. Giancarlo. Right. Giancarlo, Gideon. that's right. Yeah, I think I might have missed the part with his saber. What happened? He cuts himself out of the TIE fighter during the credits. Oh, shit. Yeah. You didn't watch the credits? I'm a Marvel fan who's ashamed of himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bill Burr's in this show. Everybody's in the show. It's great. I like Bill Burr sometimes. He's good in the show. I'm pretty sure that, that is Nick Nolte, by the way, because like, if you look at his eyes... In the suit, like the same. I I don't know. Maybe they did a suit, but with like the parts where they show all of them, that's a stunt. Maybe. Hmm. It'd be fun either way. (laughs) Right. Fun either way. Uh, It's really good show. It might be the best Star Wars thing um, that Disney's made. I think so. If no one else does, I do. That's not that bold. No? Okay. No. Uh, I guess that can lead us to our next topic of discussion. Yes, can we talk about it, please? I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Matt, have you seen episode nine yet? No. Do you want me to mute my earbuds? Oh, Uh, no. uh, 
Let's go see it again. And then we'll talk about it next week. Uh, don't know if I want to see it again. Too bad. I'm going. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I heard it's like on the fence. Like, did we like it? Did we? Is well, it good? I, well, as a movie, it's fine. As a continuation of the Skywalker saga, this new trilogy sucks. I actually dislike this trilogy now, seeing the ending, seeing it all in completion. I dislike it more than the prequels. Wow. <laughs> that is that is a bold statement right there. Because the prequels were about something. They they were this super duper duty uh, butt. Just exhaustive story about how Emperor Palpatine is able to pull every single string in every single person's life to get them to do exactly what he wants them to do to lead them to that seat of power. Cinnamon. It is ambitious as hell. Did it have its faults? For sure. But at least it had a story. And I couldn't sure. quite place what my problem is with these movies. Like, I, I they're fun to watch. Uh, standalone, they're fine. But... They're basically, the, like, I, I searched around and I watched a bunch of stuff and I read a bunch of stuff. And Shannon, you can lift your head up now. I'm fine. I'm listening. You rude dude. I'm just napping while you talk. And uh, that's not offensive. <coughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit you. Uh, take that. Ow. <laughs> a guy was, I, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Nerdwriter. Maybe it was somebody else. An, a, a video essayist on YouTube was basically talking about how. Not the Christmas reviewer? No, not Christmas Dash Reviewer, although I'd love to see what she has to say. And it's definitely a woman. Um, how do you, how do you know that? J.J. Abrams basically jerks people off with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. His movies don't really have any substance, and the, these big moments that carry all this weight mean only anything to the audience. They don't mean anything at all to the characters in the scene. Like, in, The big example he used was in Star Trek Into Darkness when Benedict Cumberbatch is... Getting all I am con. There's no way, the reason for him to say that like that, that's only for the audience. And I'm like, you know what? I never even thought about it because the characters in the scene don't even react to that name or him talking like that. Right. You know, they're just like, great. Uh, so. So, so anyway, last Tuesday. Uh, and they do that mind. constantly through Rise of Skywalker. It's basically just like, hey, remember that time uh, that there was don't an spoil emperor? Anything. You know, let's. What? Don't spoil anything. Okay, I'm not. It, it's just... It's not a fitting end for the Skywalkers. And I wanted more of a twist. There wasn't a... Angela, did you see the movie? Nope. Uh, so... I haven't seen anything Star Wars since Rogue One. Oh, okay. That's the last good one. There, I expected some type of aha twist moment... And unfortunately, because we've known so much of the Star Wars universe, universe, I'm not just adding letters now to my words, that it just, it was like, oh, okay. Like, you expected everything they told you. Yeah, none of it's It was kind of, of disappointing very... in that. Yeah. Um, You're like, okay, I kind of expected that. Okay, I kind of expected that. It's like, okay, now what? Um, I personally, I don't mind how it ended. I would watch it again. I, I'm i upset it's not true to a happy ending. Um, I I just finished the saga, if they're going to finish it. It feels well, like they never... Well, the Skywalkers are done, so they can do... They're basically free to do whatever they want. And 
I... Uh, the movie itself is it fine. It needed more time. It's... It's probably the most fun of the three. Yes. I still think Last Jedi is the, the better made of the three. It has the most story. Yes. Um, it is. I think that it's the threads. Like, they leave all those threads from The Last Jedi hanging out there. J.J. doesn't pick any of them up. I, that was the disappointing part. And he just kind of... It's basically he's making a sequel to Force Awakens, and he's kind of pretending like The Last Jedi never existed. And they needed to make more connections between some of those threads that he did pick up. Because, like, he would pick it up and then just say, oh, you got it, right? And not... You needed a little bit more to it without spoiling it. I don't know, Matt. I'm excited to hear what you actually have to say about the movie when you see it. And I definitely want to know your input. I will provide my input. So, another movie uh, or show that you watched, Angela? Um, let's see. I also watched some other things. I watched a documentary called What the Health. Hmm. <laughs> what the hell? What the is hell is it about? What the health? It is oh. vegan propaganda. Yeah. Oh, what oh, the hell? Fork. Help. What a bunch of bullshit. I'm so confused. Matt, did you watch more Good Place? No, I just oh. like using the sentences. <laughs> yeah, fork and a forker. What the hell? I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of make it. So it basically it, it's basically a documentary that tells us all how bad animals and animal byproducts are for us. How it's not sugar or carbs that cause diabetes; it's animal fat. How huh. yeah, it, it's. It's just all nonsense and garbage. So all the peer-reviewed studies are are bull short. You don't have to believe in science to state anything scientific. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's basically Thanks, it. Thanks, Jamie I, I McCarthy. Mean, I mean, they're basically doing what all dumb people do and cherry-picking studies and taking things out of context and flipping mm. and screwing things and finding quote-unquote experts to say things that are scientific sounding it's just dumb so i guess if you're a vegan watch it it'll reinforce your what you already think of the world and if you're not don't watch it because it's dumb it's dumb well thank you what if you saving us the time Recently, you got diagnosed a vegan. Is it something? Diagnosed a vegan. <laughs> Is it something worth watching? <laughs> I'm afraid he won't eat meat. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's only I mean, funny to me because I know what she's talking about, and there's no such thing as diagnosing someone a vegan. So, what if you had like I mean, a food allergy test and you found out that you're allergic to everything that you normally eat and you have to go on a vegan diet? Is this worth watching? I mean,. I guess it's just it'll I guess it'll make you feel better about having to be vegan Hmm. you know if you choose to believe what what they say I mean they basically they basically blame um eating meat for cancer you know meat causes cancer (gasps) 
no, of course. And diabetes and, mm-hmm. you know, they talk about how unnatural it is to drink milk and how bad that is for you. Well, milk is pretty bad for you. Is it? I mean, uh, they say cow milk, yeah. Like, lamb milk is supposedly a lot better for you. It's easier to, to digest because milk is meant for an animal that has four stomachs and we just have the one. Mm. Uno. That's why we should take dairy and you know, not too much at a time. Y'all know what happens there, right? <laughs> I eat a lot of cheese and then I'm going to it for a long time. Right? Yep. But I mean, I any, anything I like not in moderation is going to be bad for you. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's pretty much I like it. they uh, have like some scare tactics going on there because like they've proven that even like grapefruit juice can give you cancer. You can get cancer from anything. Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah, under the right circumstances. I mean... I don't know. It's it's wildly it, it's wildly out of proportion. Like apparently lunch meat give you give us cancer. Uh, I mean, there's a new study even now. now that might might vegans like uh, rethink everything because a new study suggests that plants that are stressed by drought or physical damage may emit ultrasonic squeals. They scream. Oh my gosh. So when you're cutting them down to eat them, they're screaming. Hmm. They float down here, Georgie. Hmm. Yeah. So. That's bizarre. But yeah, so, you know. It is what it is. Guess what? I'm not still eat meat. Right. I mean, if you want to be vegan, be vegan. I don't have anything, you know, I don't have any problem with vegans. Yeah. At all. It's just. You know, don't try to make me be vegan. I'm going <laughs> to let you do you, and you're going to let me do me, and we're all just going to get karate chopped Go on just fine. Me no vegan. <laughs> um, Matt, what else do you see, buddy? Uh, not much, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, I got basically nothing. Okay. Playing The Witcher more because of the TV series, so mm-hmm. hopefully I'll get to beat it this time. Did you toss a coin to him? To your Witcher? Who? The Witcher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shannon, what did the you lo- think about the Jumanji, the next level? Ooh, this is a cute movie. Uh, we ended up going to see this in the theater. And uh, surprisingly, I love the movie. I was hoping for something, and I exactly got what I was hoping for. And the ending. Oh, the ending. And I just, I love what they're doing with these movies. It brought me back to, like, why I go to the movie to begin with. The feeling that I get to go to the movies to enjoy a good movie. Um, I would watch this movie repeatedly. So, it is definitely a good two movie, you know. And you don't have a lot of those good movies that come after a movie. Like a second. So, this is a good one. Joe, what do you think? Um, it's fun. It's basically the second half of a three-hour movie. Yep. Um, it was watching The Rock and Kevin Hart. They are a lot of fun. Um, what about the Heather? old men and Clueless was a lot of fun. Uh, when the <laughs> old men and Clueless, what? So <laughs> they're old men and they're clueless, like they're. Idiots. Oh, gotcha. It's Sorry, Danny I thought you were talking about the Danny Glover, the Dannys, and they 
They don't know anything about video games. They don't know anything about what's <laughs> happening to them. And they keep going, are we dead? <laughs> oh, we're going to die. I think I think Kevin Hart's the funnier one of the two. Because he has to talk like Danny Glover. <laughs> and I, I don't know. It seems like he had a lot more fun. It's a must I watch. Mean, Look at my thighs. <laughs> Jack Black once again has to tread very carefully across what he has to do in the movie. Now he's not a girl. He has to play a black dude for half the movie at least. And uh, he, as he says in the interview, you know, I have to be very careful because things can get a little spicy. That's how he put it. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Oh. But there better be a Jumanji 3. That's all I'm saying, people. Do not disappoint me. Make this third movie already. I'd imagine I they're going to make it if they made any. a lot of money. Yeah, um, they're for sure making it, <laughs> and I can't wait. <laughs> Yay! I can't Yay. wait because. Yay. Should we spoil it for them? Do you guys? No, want? don't spoil it. Yeah. Spoil you can spoil it. it for me. I like got up out of my seat. I was so excited. Uh, but the, they all are in a many? diner hanging out with each other, the kids, and then when they walk out, the Jumanji animals run by. Oh man! Like I have goosebumps. <laughs> Did you Jumanji now, animals? What? This is what I want to see. I want to see all those people: the Jack Black, the Rock, Karen Gillan, Joe Jonas. All I want to see what their characters are actually like. Right. What is Doctor Bravestone like? You know. Mm-hmm. Ruby Roundhouse. What are they actually like? That'll be a lot of fun. It, yeah, for sure. It's you just said fun. The... Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. No good. I said it's just fun thinking that they're taking it to bring it to our world. And I was hoping that with the second movie and the fact that they're, they kind of added to the first movie and making in this a third movie just makes it even better. Joe, you said the Jumanji animals run by? Are you talking about like the... Robin Williams has come into the real world, like the Robin Williams. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that they're not going off the rail from the original Jumanji movie. They're using it as an adaptation, and they're just prolonging well, he's even it. Mentioned, Robin Williams' character is even mentioned in the movie. I know. He yeah. is. And it's so neat. It, I'm just it's glad It's almost that- as if the board game itself has evolved into mm-hmm. this video game because, yeah. you know, it's sentient almost. And they should do this with any movie that they redo. Like, they need to take into account their audience. For example, like the Ghostbusters. When they redid the Ghostbuster movie with the girls, not to say it was a horrible movie, but it didn't have any value to me. It was just a fun movie, but. It's a good the, Paul Feig movie. Yeah, for sure. I'm not knocking that, but the fact that you have some nostalgic factor for those people who grew up on a movie that just made a point in their life that had some meaning for them. And when we get the next Ghostbuster movie we're all waiting for, we really hope it sticks. Stranger Things and with ghosts. Yeah, I'm It looking. looks so cute. It looks really good. I'm I'm looking forward to I it. I mean, it looks like it it looks like a movie. It does, but that's kind of the feel that I have for Jumanji. They didn't go off onto a totally different road. They didn't go into a new world like entirely. They just took what they had and modified it and made it better. 
They didn't reboot. They didn't remake. Yeah. They requeled it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Ghostbusters is going to be, too. Yep. Boogie, you say anything good? Anything else? Um, let's see. I watched He's Just Not That Into You. Mm, he's just not that into you. Is he? Yeah. I had never seen it before. It's been out for quite some time now. I'm 20 years? I don't know. How long? Not, th- not that long. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly when it came out, but it was probably the, the 10s Gosh. or so, you know. But it was it was super cute, and I was not expecting it to be. I was expecting it to be quite dull, which is why I've avoided it so long. Hmm. Oh my gosh, I forgot all the people who were in this movie. Yeah, um, Jennifer Connelly, Bradley Cooper, um, Jennifer Aniston, and Ben Affleck. Uh, Jen- Jennifer Goodwin's in it. Justin Long. Yeah. Justin Long is fantastic in it. I love him so much. Um, Kevin Connelly. Scarlett yeah. Johansson. I forgot she's in there. Bradley Scarlett Cooper. In it. Yeah. Mm. Ben Affleck. It's, oh, yeah, Natty Legs it, is in there. Natty Legs. Natasha Leggero. I don't know who that is. Drew Barrymore. Mm, yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah, I got a lot of people in it. I haven't seen this movie since it came out, so I don't really remember. It's quite cute. It follows a bunch of different couples on their, you know, very different journeys in their relationship. Um, Is this one where the girl's in love with her boss and he's some sort of, like, adventure writer? No. No? No. No, that's a Heigl movie. Oh, that's um, the Heigl movie. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. No, Jennifer Goodwin is a single gal who's trying to navigate the dating <laughs> world and basically about how, you know what douchebags men are and trying to interpret their actions and you know micro examining everything they say and trying to find the deeper meaning when there is no deeper meaning and stuff like that. Um, she gets help from Justin Long who says the title phrase he's just not that into you. Right. Um, that sets her free. To, I, I don't know. Jennifer Connelly and Bradley Cooper are married but they're having problems. He starts an affair with uh, ScarJo. You feel bad for him at first and <clears throat> are kind of like yeah I get it but then he, it turns out he's just a douche. Just a douche. Who would have thought? Aren't they all? Aren't they all? Um, It's a lot. And Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck are not married, but they've been together seven years. Ben Affleck's character doesn't believe in marriage. Jennifer Aniston is just waiting for him to come around, basically. And, you know, she comes to the realization that he never will. And it's. Their their storyline is actually my favorite in the whole story, in the movie. Oh, and it's Bill a lot Paxton of in the movie. What? Uh, no. No. How old is this movie? Two thousand nine. I don't think so. I see he was at the. I was just looking through pictures of the movie, and he showed him at the premiere. 
Oh yeah, no, he's not not doing that. But it was it's a lot of different storylines. You know, it's it's like one of those New Year's Eve or Valentine's Day gotcha. or whatever. It's a lot of different storylines. One all of the Gary Marshalls. Yeah, it all kind of intersect and it's super cute. I, I definitely recommend giving it a watch. Okay. Where do I find it? Um, I don't know. I actually, my sister has it on DVD, so. I what is that? Well, also directed the Phoenix Carita Diet. <laughs> I, uh, I actually watched a disc. It was crazy. Huh? Oh, my. Okay. Well, we watched what? Knives Out. We did. Oh, hmm. I've heard great things about that. It was fun. <laughs> It was. It is oh a nice whodunit. It is. It's kind of like, I don't know, what's the right word? Jerky? No. It's, um, it's American a Murder on the Orient Express. And we're going to follow this Daniel Craig's version fun. of Detective Poirot around, right? And it's fun. It's. And then. Ryan yeah. Johnson has already said he's going to make more movies with him. Ooh. I really. I do this with all these movies. I try and figure out who has done it because it's always someone you least expect. Well, you know, it could be any one of them in this case, which is which is, which is what's interesting. He's provided motive and opportunity for everyone. Correct. But Ooh. as you watch the movie, still as a watcher, you're like, no, it's that person for sure. Like as soon as the movie started, I said, she did it. Remember? Sort of, yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, so Daniel Craig plays this guy. He's a private detective named... Benoit Blanc, and he talks with a very sort of chicken hockey and southern accent. I thought I was French. Mm-hmm. I don't no, know my accents. In everyone sure? keeps telling him to stop with that chicken George shit all the time. I don't know. Okay, sure. He talks with a you very... sure that's not southern or French? French? Southern? I don't remember. Never mind. I guess it could be like Louisianian French, but it's like a Cajun. Yeah, it, c- it could be Cajun, but mm. it's very distinct. His name's Benoit Blanc, so it could be it could be Cajun. Hmm. Um, he, he's very, very good in the movie, and Ryan Johnson and him are going to make more movies about Benoit Blanc, which I'm excited about, because this is a very fun little whodunit. It is, um, and it takes you on a fun ride. Everybody is really good in it, too. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of good people in it. Oh yeah, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, um, Christopher Plummer. Uh, who else is R- Ricky Lindholm, Ed Patterson, Frank Oz? Yeah, I a love bunch of people. All are of those it. people. It's and it's super fun. It's it's worth a watch if you get to see it. Definitely watch it. I'll definitely check it out. Best part about holidays is going to the movies. Yep. Watching all those good movies. Speaking of uh, going to the movies. Um, did anyone else watch anything at home? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that segue was supposed to be. Hallelujah! Yeah, uh, Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Yeah, I went out to see the movies. I walked out to my garage and came back. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any new games, Matthew? I mean, I started playing The Witcher again. Let's see what else. Were there any new uh, video games this Christmas? I don't even know. Nothing. 
I don't think any came Jedi out Jedi Fallen year. Order was the closest one, I think. Was it? Yeah. Major, major. I'm really excited for the three of the movies that are coming out uh, in the early parts of this year. They are what? Which ones? Uh, Last of Us 2. Oh, video oh. games. You said movies. What? No, he did not. Did he? You were not listening. <laughs> oh, I thought he just said movies. Yeah, Last of Us 2. Uh, the Final Fantasy 7 remake and <gasps> what was the other one? They're remaking oh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yes, well, they've been remaking it for fifteen years. I had no <laughs> idea. Oh my gosh, it has to be legend. Wait for it, dairy for y'all, because I know that's a big moaner in your pants. I don't know, Matt. I've heard some chitter chatter like it's not even going to come out on PS four. <gasps> what? How could they do that? Well, they better have some uh, places for me to put my pitchfork and t- fucking. I, uh, I I thought I read somewhere like they might push it to be a launch title for PS5. Put your hay on it? I don't know. I don't think they're that stupid, but I guess we'll see. Poop? Yeah. Hmm. They are probably that stupid. Strong? Or what they're going to do is put it out on PS4, then do an who upgraded has version for PS5. People who yeah, they could do that. Double dip. Double, double dip. Horses? Cows. You put your chip in the dip, Maybe and then you took a bite, and you dipped again. You dipped again. I'm having my own conversation. So anyways, we also watched Zombieland 2 uh, Double <gasps> Tap. What was it called? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was a super cute movie, too. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. It's short, sweet, to the point. I think the best part of the movie is where you see doppelgangers. Yeah, there's a doppelganger for Woody Harrelson and Jesse <laughs> Eisenberg. It's uh, Luke yeah. Wilson and Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> And they're just like them. One's like really nerdy uh-huh. and one is like all gung-ho, except they're like legit best friends. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of instead of them being so acerbic to each other, everything, they're so supportive and they're so nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh. And I'm guessing they- Woody Harrelson does not accept that very well Mm-mm. he it's never really they don't really bring it up ex- except for the fact that like uh jesse eisenberg starts talking to him like hey maybe we should be better friends or something like that and woody harrelson <laughs> shuts him down immediately yeah but yeah it's it's very funny i um, i'm really looking forward to seeing it for sure other than that uh <laughs> Um, How do you recapture that magic of the first one, you know? I imagine it'd be very difficult, but I would have said the same thing about Deadpool, and Nick and Reese managed to pull it off in that case. Why wouldn't they in this? Well. True. The magic isn't quite there, I don't think. It's fun, but it's not as like, I probably won't watch it again. Hmm. It's. I don't think it's like a rewatch. It was fun that I watched it. Really, you wouldn't watch it again? Hmm. Hmm. I probably maybe would. certain scenes. But I don't know about the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you watch the first on, one, yeah. you'd watch the second. Maybe. Speaking of rewatching things. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Stop sharing my stuff. It's our stuff. Eat a ween. Share your own. Eat a ween. Go I ahead, Shannon, hot dogs. What we've been rewatching. So Lucy and I have been rewatching the Gilmore Girls. Oh, not that. 
Too bad. This is what I'm talking about. Didn't you start that like weeks ago? We did. And Stop whining. Christmas break, Lucy finally got to the Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life or A Life the in Netflix the Year. The Netflix series. The last four episodes that they did 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And I got to see, you know, her expressions as she got to see all the wonderful things that I saw when I first watched it, which was what, over three? Four years ago? Four years ago? Oh my gosh. And as the show ended, like, I purposely am watching our daughter's face <laughs> while the show is ending because I know it's going to happen. And I'm watching her face, and she was just as angry as I was. She's like, What? <laughs> this is how they end it? And it gave me joy just to torture her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so does it did anyone you watch like the you didn't like the ending of that i did uh, it's it's a hell of a thing to just stop on it is i, I know but i understand the circuitous route the the show takes and that it's actually quite beautiful if we never get another episode that's fun um but at the same time knowing that her own daughter is pregnant it's a different road entirely because Rory at this point is not 16 like Lorelai was. No. She's 30, isn't the, she? My yeah. favorite part of that whole thing is the fact that Emily Gilmore loses her husband and finds herself, and she finally ends up being a caregiver, uh, the thing that she never was to Lorelai. She like gets the maids for her new house, mm-hmm. and her and her kids are all sick, so she's always taking care of them. And then like when it comes to doing all the, the bullshit she used to do, she just doesn't have time for it. And they're like, I ain't doing this shit no more. I ain't doing this. This is stupid. Y'all just want to sit here and make do all this talking and do all this stuff. I'm not doing it. The daughters of revolution. The daughters You're not of getting the in. American Your dress yeah. is inappropriate. Your tits are out. <laughs> Your wife number two. You're probably gonna you not make it to wife number three. You signed the prenup. You're stupid. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> and it, I still cried. I don't know, six or seven times. Right. <sighs> Just a tribute to Edward Herman alone. And yeah. I, I, I can just watch that on YouTube if I need a good cry. Uh, oh. It is. It's. It will always hold a special play, place in my heart, and I'm glad that she got to see it. And, and it will hold it. a special plate in your heart. And <laughs> so, you know, Joe has Office with Lucy. I have Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I was, I've been rewatching The Office. So. But yes, yeah, so we started rewatching a different show. That's not what I was going to do. I think Scrubs needs to happen. Scrubs needs to happen next. Okay, we can do that. I just rewatched that. It's good times, guys. It's good times. Is there a way to rewatch, like, Saved by the Bell? Yeah. Well, in fact, Saved by the Bell is getting a reboot. Ew. No. What? Gross. Zach's the mayor of California. Zach's the governor of California. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. What? Come on. You remember that time he grabbed Mr. Belding and he goes... You don't know how high I can fly, and then walked out. No. No, that was from the office. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just, I just saw those episodes. I have one Michael more thing Clitz. that Anyways. I watched. If anyone else doesn't have something, go ahead, Shannon. Um. Oh, sorry, Boogie. Go ahead. I started watching Dirty John. Oh, okay. Dirty job. I don't know what, what the point would be after listening to the podcast. There's no way they can add more information. Yeah, they really can't, and that's why I pretty much just, you know. I, I got a couple episodes in, and I was just kind of like, oh yeah, I've been here. I've done this. I'm good. Plus, I found I Dirty John to be a 
bit meh. Yeah, I, I wasn't super. I mean, what that woman went through is crazy. And, sure, you know, but out of all the people who so, would make an interesting antagonist, I don't, I don't know that he's the one I would choose first to make a mini, a whole mini series out of. I mean, he's a pretty insidious person. I mean, Not like the, as insidious as the Jenks or you know, like serial killers. <laughs> no, but this is. You know, these are the types of things that go unnoticed. I mean, if if sure. somebody okay, comes at that. you with with a with a hatchet, you immediately recognize that as a bad situation. But when somebody is controlling you and manipulating you under the guise of love, it's very difficult to see. And it's True. it's you know, it's it's something that isn't really discussed a lot. Well, it's so it's, it's I think it's more exploiting just like how unbelievable it would be to to realize that like this guy's not who he says he is does that make sense like you wouldn't expect someone to be lying to you on that level and that if if they were you'd be able to see through the veneer pretty easily you think right in the face of a true sociopath you just never really know what you're dealing with right they they very rarely show you the cracks. You really have to be looking for them. It's I mean it's definitely an interesting story, and you know I'm glad that it it's out there and it exists. And if you know for people who don't listen to podcasts, you know this is an avenue for them to be exposed to this type of story. But you know if you've listened to the podcast, feel free to skip it. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, Connie Britton is great. Don't get me wrong. I, okay. I love her. But, eh. Okay. Um, my last uh, recommendation to watch is an uh, old movie called A Simple Flavor with, uh, oh my gosh, Anna Kendrick and Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively. Lively. Um, oh, that. I... Yeah, I watched this movie. I saw it and I was like, I wanted to watch it. I just never had time to watch it. And during break, I have all this time in the world. And it was not at all what I thought it was going to be about. Uh, The preview shows you that they're friends and she disappears. And you have no idea why she disappears or what happens. And this movie takes you on one wild ride. starts and you are like what is going on you're confused um Anna Kendrick is like this nerdy uh single parent um kind of does everything like oh I'll be at the craft day and I'll make the cupcakes and no 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 you can't do that you got to be at book club and and then she looks perfect and it's so awkward and then Blake Lively is some badass chick that you think has this weird job, and it not even turns out that way. The movie is so convoluted and crazy, and I enjoyed the ride. It's worth watching if you want to see something that's just wild and crazy. There's Look at the beer. <laughs> there are some other people in the movie. Um, here. I'm trying to remember. Let me look it up, and I can tell you. You know, I cannot find it, what the movie's called, but we watched uh, during Star Wars. There's a preview for 
a movie about a guy and a, a girl and they have like the perfect relationship and uh, they're going to go on vacation together. Do you remember this, Shannon? Mm-hmm. And the guy, um, he's packing his suitcase and he drops his pill bottle and it rolls underneath the bed. Oh, yeah. And it turns <laughs> out that he's on like a bunch of antipsychotic medications because he's like severely <laughs> schizophrenic or something like that. Yes. And like he his medicine works perfectly for him and, and like there is no side effects for him and then he's he's gone for i don't know on vacation for like a week or whatever without yeah because she he's, meets him and he's perfect yeah he starts slowly losing his grip gosh what is that movie that is it's, a good movie it's a Spa- they like they start it's spanish speaking for a lot of it mm-hmm. um but i don't know it did we see that in front of star wars is that some just something we watched on like movie trailers no, it was in front sometimes. of a trailer. It, it looked really, really funny. Um, yeah, I can't find it. What are you looking for, Shannon? Oh, I found it. Okay. I can't remember. I couldn't remember who was out. Who else was in the movie? But there are no names. Oh, so. your Blake Lively, Lively movie? Yes. Yeah, a bunch of no names. Um. Well, the dude's not a no name. The Asian guy who's in Crazy crazy Rich Asians, Asians and stuff. Yeah, he's in there. I yeah. don't know his name, though. I don't so. know his name. Shannon's sleeping on a recommendation, by the way. Sleeping? Yeah. I am? I watched something else? Hold on. Yeah, we've been re- re-watching I know. Fringe. We have been re-watching Fringe. I also watched Rogue One and Han Solo and all the other Star Wars movies. Cause this guy's name's Henry Golding. Oh. By Gosh. the way. I forgot how good Fringe was, though. Yeah, Fringe is an excellent, excellent TV show. Um, and it's a lot of fun to watch. How John Noble ever made it through all those years, that show... Not winning some sort of Emmy or Golden Globe or something for his performances beyond me, because he's really, really good. He plays a crazy man, Doctor Walter Bishop. And crazy man, Doctor. So, through a series of events, Walter Bishop is like 192 IQ genius. He is like chair of biochemistry at Harvard. Has his own lab there. Him and his lab partner, played by. Uh, what's his face? Leonard Nimoy. Um, delve into fringe sciences, um, places of the unknown. And in, in, in fact, they discover that there is an alternate universe right next to ours and they can go to it if they if they wished. Um, Isn't Joshua Jackson in that? Joshua mm-hmm. Jackson in there, yeah. Anna Torv and... John Noble is so good. He ends up going to an insane asylum for 17 years for a reason I will not divulge. And uh, he belonged there for sure. <laughs> uh, partly because his work drove him mad. Um, and decisions he made also had lasting psychological effects on him and his family. Interesting. And... Uh, it just so happens that they're being it's almost like fate to be drawn 
all together, you know, in this way that the show is, that uh, everybody who's on like a major character on the show has some sort of something to do with the ongoing events of the and the future of the show. Like, uh, like it's meant to be that way. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Think more like uh, NYPD X Files. Okay. It's a little more procedural than X-Files, but it deals with crazy heinous shit. And the show has some real... Like, it's not has some unrealistic. Real yeah, it has some real science, so it, it feels more believable than CSI Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put on my sunglasses to make sure I can see inside. You know. Anything else out there for anybody? Um, just me. I have a funny story I have to tell on the podcast. I can't forget. We uh, on the way to work, we've been started listening to oh. an audiobook. We did called Darth Plagueis. We are about the guy who trained uh, the Emperor. Interesting. It's a family. Um, book. It's been made non-canon, but it's super interesting because they're going to go into detail about how Plagueis is obsessed with Metaclorians and about how he actually creates Anakin. Hmm. Technically, they uh, both do because uh. Plagueis creates Anakin out of the Force. He doesn't know where he goes, but Sidious is the one who finds Shmi Skywalker and actually imbues her womb with dark side energy. It was in Darth Vader 25. How do you know this randomness? Uh, do you have a photographic memory? I don't know. Do you always sleep with the lights off? <laughs> Anyways, Darth Plagueis is a pretty good book if you're interested at all in like uh, Star Wars. The kids even like it. So we've been having a fun time listening to it. Mm-hmm. They like, are we going to listen to the book on the way to work? Uh, yeah, hold on. Can we get in the car and put our seatbelts on, please? <laughs> Safety first. It is very important. Yeah. The book starts with uh, Sidious killing Plagueis. So it's pretty interesting. It is. And like some stuff that he has, that he says in the book has been made canon. Like when Plagueis dies, Sidious says he can feel the dark side energy of every Sith before him enter his body. And that's something that is said in Star Wars movies, so it is canon. Some parts of it are canon. We'll see. So I promised everyone I would tell them a story. Okay, go ahead, tell your story. Um, this wonderful sister-in-law of mine bought our family a new board game because we like playing board games. Mm -hmm. It's called Spontuneous. Spontuneous. Spontuneous, where you have to. Think of trigger words, like words in a song, and then see if you're... In For your instance, your you would say, my trigger word is baby. And the people who are playing would all start singing a song that has baby in it. Hit me, baby, one more time. Baby got back. Something, right? Yeah. Whoever starts singing first. It has to be like five words of the song. And so you come up with a hit list of your words and you're trying to stump the other people and so we have a wide range of ages in our family 
And so, of course, the adults were doing a little bit better. Our daughter was doing well because she knows all these rap songs with random words in them. Mm-hmm. But our poor son Oliver was like, "This is boring because he doesn't know any songs, or he doesn't know the words to songs." But neither do I. <laughs> so I put a word on my list and I put "park," and so I was waiting for people to sing a song with the word "park," and no one could sing one. They're like, "I came up with one, but you, you I did? couldn't sing it because it's Lonely Island." And it's inappropriate. Yeah. It's, I'm not a jork, and I'll jork it at the pork. Remember from Bash Brothers? That's pork, not park. He says park. That's pork. I love park. to eat pork because it's tasty on my fork. Yeah, my fork. Right? And then he says, and then I jerk it out the park. It's park. Something oh. about uh, Noah having the Bash Brothers on his orc. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. That sounds like pork to me. No, I swear. Okay, so I learned this song... As a child, and I still remember it this way, and I'm upset with myself that this is the way I remember the song. So I started singing the song that I thought had park in it. Take (laughs) me out to the ball game. Take me out to the park. And they're like, what are you doing? You're singing the song wrong. I'm like, that's how I learned it. And I look it up on the internet. It's take me out to the crowd. Yeah. that yeah. Sound yeah, right. it most certainly is. You know, like, <laughs> no, it's not. I'm upset. <laughs> it's park. I thought it was park. Don't feel bad. Maybe if we give you oh. a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. I always thought Huey Lewis was really racist, so it's okay. Oh, that's right. What was it? I don't. Uh, something about white girls and power of love. Yeah. <laughs> With the pretty white girls, right? Yeah. That's right. I knew someone once who thought uh, that in the song Free Fallen by Tom Petty was, now I'm free, free for it. Oh, it's called Free Fallen. That's how I explained so? it to that person. I'm not going to go ahead and expose them. <laughs> oh. But okay. starts with an M, sounds like at. But maybe it was Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, this. S starts with starts with S ends with an. This S starts yeah, with I can't do it. and it ends with a blue box. I'm so upset <laughs> with myself. Oh. Oh. But I'm sure there's a ton of lyrics out there that people have messed up or still do because yeah, they don't you, sell if lyrics. If you got misheard lyrics, let me know. That'd be a fun game to play. We should play that game. That would have been fun to play next um, time on. The Movie Dummies podcast. It would be a shame if we kept going and we didn't even mention what? and slow clap Ricky Gervais. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Oh. oh. It's like I'm it having was... a moaner at the moment. Oh. I mean, his, his... It was pretty great. Adam Driver's face was also great. He yes. Looked, yes, He looked like sure. he was uh, enjoying himself quite a bit. Uh, he was cracking up for sure. I love to see the people who were like, it was fun to watch the people cracking up. And then it was also fun to watch the Tom Hanks go, Tom Hanks, uh, yeah. his, uh, his face. It's, it's all, uh, it was, it was pure gold. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful. So, 
It's a uh, it's gorgeous thing. Um, Matt, we lost you. I I wish Ricky Gervais would just keep hosting them every single year. You got uh, The dude's a freaking hero. You guys hear me? Yeah. Carrier. I still don't know what happened to Ricky Gervais. This is the whole thing. <gasps> uh, he hosted the Golden Globes. That's that's what I saw. And he it's just the, his, his his monologue, his absolute takedown of them in the monologue, and there's other bits too. Um, yeah. When he's like. You guys are less educated than uh, Greta Thornburg. You probably shouldn't have any sort of opinion on this. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. The foreign said, press, they can't read. It's fine. And then he said something like, uh, something, something didn't kill himself. And neither did Jeffrey Epstein. And they oh, somebody go, Ooh, no, he goes, I don't beautiful. care. I don't care if he's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know they already announced who's hosting next year? Who? Uh, Amy Poehler and Timmy Fa- Tina, Tina Fey. Oh, yeah. Tina Fey again. Well, I'm guessing after the whole Ricky Gervais thing. You're right. I want him back. <laughs> They're gonna beg for it. You know, there's also another guy in Hollywood who gives zero fucks. Did you know that John Boyega absolutely is unwilling to apologize for some tweets he made? Mm-mm. But what were that's I'm glad to hear it, but what were uh, unless the there is a small spoiler really alert in that Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley kiss in the new Star Wars movie, and someone, men- someone mentions, oh, you know, he might have got the kiss, but you can get the girl, meaning Finn can still get the girl at the end or whatever. And John Boyega's mm-hmm. thing was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Who does this as long as I'm laying the pipe? Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, how dare you? How dare you say the thing you said? And he's like, nope, yeah. not going to apologize. <laughs> nope. They're like, but you said that. Nope, I didn't say anything bad. You can shut your mouth. This is a fictional movie. Um, I'm talking about a fictional character. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> and I'm like, good you know for what, him. Good for you. You take your right. Star Wars money and retire. Because <laughs> who gives a shit? Who gives? I mean, a realistically, fork? that that tweet was if if that's that's nothing. Why 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 on earth would anybody be upset about because that? Because it's denigrating to women. Oh, whatever. As if a black man and a white girl should be together. I'm sure there's at least one of those. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, at least one geez. hundred million of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, the yeah. entire population of our hometown. <laughs> Good old Marysville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, there's just, you know, there's not a ton of movie news. Yeah, stuff looking. going on. I mean, we saw a trailer for a couple things. Uh, Quiet Place 2 looks interesting. Mm. Quiet Place 2 looks really good. I'm very intrigued by that. I'm sad that John Krasinski obviously won't be there, but... They do do flashbacks, so perhaps he'll be there. He was not present in the trailer, but I, I'm really interested to see where these things came from. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And there was obviously a moment of like triumph at the end of the first one. And to think that she feels so vulnerable at, at during in the trailer makes you think like that is a short-lived win. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it is. The second you walk out that, I mean, you killed two of them or, or three or whatever, but the second you walk out that door, you're a target and you're the, your partner that has been working really hard to protect you all is now gone. So now you have to protect all these people all by yourself. And, oh, man. Emily Blunt is phenomenal in this film. Or in the first one, anyway. Yeah, it'll be very, you know, she's got to be filming Live, Die, Repeat, too, as well. Oh, yeah. Live, Die, Repeat. I do tomorrow. <gasps> yeah, I'm excited for that one. I don't, I'm not familiar with What? The... Tom Hanks, where he repeats over and Tom over again? Cruise. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I get Tom's confused. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch that. Oh. I thought it was Frank Stallone. Oh, <gasps> What? Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Season 7, Holt Becomes a Patrolman. That'll be great. Um, the other thing great. I wanted to throw out there is the the numbers, right? The numbers? Star Wars uh, 9 oh. is not really making money like it should be, right? It's actually on pace to be kind of right around Rogue One numbers. Wow. Yeah. About 530, seems, 540, maybe 550 domestic. That seems quite low for a Star Wars saga movie. At the same time period as of release, um, Episode 8 had already done almost 100 million more. And obviously Episode 7 was like 300 million ahead because it's redonk. Well, it was... I mean, it you know brought everybody back and it was... The first one in a really long time. Is it still the highest grossing people. domestic movie of all time? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. And its inflation adjusted domestic is over a billion. I'd be interested to know what, like, uh, Return of the Jedi's adjusted for inflation box office numbers for. Um, I don't know if I can come up with Return of the Jedi, but I can tell you what Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith would have been. Yeah. Yeah, that interests me less. Uh, way lower. People, Holy shnikes. Yeah, people crapped all over the sequels. I mean, or the prequels, I'm sorry. Even even as they were happening, people were crapping all over them, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not great numbers. Um, but it's, it's going to be over a billion. It's made its budget back. So there is that. Um, we're probably going to see these movies continue. They probably won't say episode whatever in front of them. I don't know. But uh, somebody posed to me a great question. I want to ask it to you. How much better do you think... Uh, Angela, you won't really be involved in this discussion, I guess. But would you be more excited if... How about that? And how much better do you think these movies would be if right off the bat... They were made by John Favreau. Hmm. I mean, I know I don't really have a a, a horse in this race because I'm. I mean, Star Wars is fine. I don't have any problem with it. It's just not for me, and that's you know. so. But that being said, any I I'll watch anything John Favreau is involved in. I think he's, yeah, he's far superior filmmaker to J.J. J. Abrams. 
I mean, I think he's a far superior filmmaker to most, to a lot of filmmakers that are out yeah. there now. He's he's really, really good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he made The Jungle Book something that I was interested in. I, I, I hated the fact that they were doing a live-action Jungle Book. It was I was so mad about it. But I watched it because Favreau did it, so and it was really good. I, I didn't expect it to be at all. But I liked it. Okay. He's an excellent filmmaker. Excellent filmmaker. And he's a good writer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. His creative thumbprint and fingerprints are all over the Marvel Universe, so... You know, I think he would have been probably a better choice to handle it, but you just people were jerking off J.J. Abrams at the time, and they're st- probably still going to be jerking him off for years to come because of he elicits a feeling people watch his movies of nostalgia, which is like, oh, you know, like this thing. But he doesn't... His movies aren't that solid. You know? Yeah. I mean, nostalgia... Some people... When it comes to things like this, things of their childhood, they don't necessarily want it to be anything other than nostalgic. They want to feel uh, like they did when they were kids. I guess. I don't know. But nostalgia as the motive for everything in your movie is not a good thing. I think uh, Aaron would be here. He would say he's a poor man's uh, Frank Stallone. <laughs> he's definitely trying to be Steven Spielberg but Steven Spielberg uses nostalgia from movies he made 50 years ago right he's not He's not just borrowing it from pop culture like I think J.J. Abrams best movie is probably 2009 Star Trek that oh, actually was I liked that movie quite a bit Is it still jerks off nostalgia quite a bit um, and it it blinds you with lens flares to make you forget that you're watching basically a rehash of somebody else's material. But, like, there's a glaring use of nostalgia when uh, Kirk is young and he's playing the Beastie Boys. Hell yeah. Like, that's a song J.J. Abrams likes. There's no reason for it to be in the movie. Right. It's, like, it's like the year 3000-something or something like that, right, Matt? Yeah... 600, I think. I don't know. I mean, it's it's way in the future. Nobody remember the Beastie Boys then. Well, I don't know. I mean, if cave people had means of recording music, there's no reason to suggest that we wouldn't be listening to it now. <sighs> but to think of the influx, like, people aren't listening to Beastie Boys really now, except for people who listen to it then. I mean, the thing anymore, so... What's that? I said they don't really, they're not a thing anymore. Like, Yeah, no one's written a song about them or there's not a yeah, song. I don't know, of eventually theirs. I guess they'll become part of, like, they'll become the nostalgia. I don't know, it's just weird. Like, I'm kind of sold on the idea. Like, that this is, someone else collected my thoughts for me and I got to watch them put down in a nice, neat way. I was like, okay, now I get why all of his movies feel off. You know, like, hmm. even, like, Joss Whedon will use pop culture as leverage in his movies, but he doesn't oh, yeah. use them as his focal point. No, he he uses them to as devices. Sure. Know, sometimes to move the move the story along, sometimes for a punchline. Yes, and he. Was, I think he uses humor 
as like segue material. Yeah. Hmm. And he uses humor to break tension. A lot. You know? Go get the suit. Go get the suit. Then the big explosion happens. Oh, get the suit. You know, like that. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's from the Avengers. Um, yep. So, I don't know. It's just like... Oh, maybe we should do like a hard look at J.J. Abrams' movies and see if they're any good. Ooh. I think he's all right. I, I don't put. I wouldn't put him up. The really, really good ones, um, like unless he Martin starts making like a lot Scorsese. better stuff. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> it was a joke. <sighs> don't be surprised if his movie Toilet was best paper. visual effects. I'm gonna be angry. That's My emotion is angry. Old is garbage. They invented technology for it. I bet you it wins. A man can touch another man's penis. I don't know, guys. Or kiss it very lightly. <laughs> so that's pretty that much all we rest. have this week, right? Yes. We've been on long enough. We don't need to play a game with y'all. So we will just exit. Appropriately. Appropriately? Stage right. Stage left. I'll left Stage it. left. Which way is left? Up your button around the corner. Where lemonade is made. Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> lemonade. Take me out to the crowd. I mean, the best one is Pilkington singing the ABC song. But is it still a buy a me a some cracker jacks? Do you remember a commercial from your childhood? I'm Shannon. <laughs> I said, does anyone remember like a commercial from their childhood? Like one that had a song? Coca Wheats, Coca no. can't be beat. Can't it's be beat. Something, it's, something. Yeah. it's the creamy hot cereal with the cocoa treats. Too big and strong. Have lots, lots of fun. Eat, eat Coca Wheats. Coca Wheats. Take back for everyone. Cocoa it's Coca Wheats, bird brain. Coca Wheats, if you I said I met him over the weekend, you stupid us, bitch. You can contact <laughs> us at moviedummies at gmail. Com. Yeah, moviedummies at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voice message and tell us some song lyrics you've always got wrong, go to anchor.m slash moviedummies and click on leave us a message. Or leave us your favorite. Please include heavy breathing. <sighs> you know how I like to what do. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I like to heavy breathe. Guys, it's been a pleasure to be back. I'm so glad to be doing this again. And we will be back next week with, with more, more fun and uh, more coffee. Uh, stuff. And we'll be talking and about more stuff. Voices. And we'll have a game. We'll have a Maybe. game about stuff. Maybe Aaron will be here to tell us. Why he wasn't got, here? I think he's got at least three good ridiculous stories. Any over-under oh, bet? I don't know. He posted something with Maybe me. he got locked up in the Abraham Lincoln room. Ooh. Dear about that On word. his Facebook page. It was kind of weird. Okay. So this should be a fun return for Aaron next week. I mean, he couldn't be here tonight because he lost his phone. So that should be a fun story. In <laughs> I bet oh, you it involves man. at least one turn none of us here would have taken. And that's what got him into that situation. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. As always, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. I'm Matthew. Aww. Matthew. And for AA Ron, we will see you guys next week. Also, bye. Bye. Cheese bags. Stay fresh, you friggin' cheese bag. And pop those bubbles. You know what else could fit into a cheese bag? Kevin Bacon's Big Dong. I love Kevin Mm -hmm. Bacon's Big Dong. Mm -hmm. Mm, Bacon.
so glad that. <laughs>